hey, and welcome to Insurance Town. I'm the Mayor Heath Sheeran and the host of this podcast. Guys, welcome to Insurance Town. How much fun is it that you're here today? And you're going to get to hear uh, a good friend of mine on the show today, someone that I've developed a friendship with over the years, someone who I admire, someone who has built a great reputation in this business. And I can't wait for you to hear that. Before we do, though, let me talk to you about some uh, sponsors that I've got for the show that mean a lot to me. And I'm going to be real honest with you. Uh, they do mean a lot to me, but they are sponsors of the show. And I want you to reach out to them, whether you are interested in a product or not, whatever it might be, just at least reach out and say, hey, you heard their, their sponsor, their ad, you heard this or that, because I want them to know that, that uh, they are cared about and that you do care about them being on the show and it means a lot to me because I can't do the show without them. So my first one I want to talk to you about is my friends over at Canopy Connect. They've been with me since Jump, and I love having them as a sponsor. They are your one-click solution to getting those deck pages you need to quote your prospects. They uh, help you by giving you your own links uh, that you can send out to your referral partners, to your clients, your your prospects, to be able to uh, to log in, send you their deck pages, and all uploads right there to a neat little dashboard they create for you. And that way, you've got their deck pages, you've got their loss runs, you've got their all that information that you need. Right now, it's strictly personal lines, but they are working on a little bit of a secret. They're working on commercial lines. But I didn't say that out loud. Um, but eventually, uh, it, it will probably happen, and I can't wait for it. So uh, very, very exciting. Um, also, uh, my friends over at Agency Performance Partners, and I'm super psyched because uh, I have been working on uh, my own program to introduce to you through APP, and it is uh, Apex Commercial Sales and this is a course that I'm super proud of and excited about because uh, it's where I've been in my whole career, from the ENS side to working with a carrier to even when I was in sales. That's all I focused on was commercial. Uh, and uh, this means a lot to me. And so what this course is going to do is walk you through uh, who your ideal client is, how to prospect those ideal clients, even get into a section on cold calling. We get into working with underwriters, we get into qualifying, we get into um, closing the deal, and then we get into the client experience after. There's a whole lot. There's 10 or 12. Uh, actually, there's 10 sections in here, two phases. There's a whole thing. It's a great course. I want you to, to look into it. Go to agencyperformancepartners.com and check out. It's called Apex Commercial. It releases uh, probably, I don't know when you're listening to this but it releases mid-July and there'll be a discount code that'll come out with it the whole nine yards. So agencyperformancepartners.com, go check that out. And any of their other courses online as well. Kelly and her team do a phenomenal job with all of their courses. Now, let's get into the show a little bit because I've been rambling on and talking about some other, th- uh, other stuff, but it was very important to me that I talked about some of my good friends and my sponsors of the show. They mean a lot to me. Today, a guest that we've got on the show is Miss Shelly DeVore. Uh, again, someone who is uh, important to me, important to our industry. Uh, she works at uh, Columbia Insurance Group, and they do a phenomenal job as well. And you're going to hear a great conversation about what it means to have a, uh, a regional carrier in your office and all the things that they can do for you. So um, we have a lot of fun on this conversation as well. So there's a lot of good stuff in there. And she gives you some great tips and advice. So pay attention and stay with me here. Thanks, Sally. Thanks a lot. Uh, you provided so much value. Sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with Michelle Shelley DeVore. 
Shelly DeVore, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. How about you, Heath? I am good. I'm so glad you came to visit an insurance town. I've been trying to get you here for a minute. You keep telling me no. (laughs) I never told you no. I just told I didn't know what we would talk about. (laughs) Well, we got plenty to talk about. Absolutely. I'm excited about it. I've seen Shelly for years at at conferences. We've built a friendship, a relationship. And I just, uh, every time I see you, got a huge smile on your face and a crowd of people behind you. So (laughs) it's so cool to see that and know that relationships are so important to you. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the show. So thank you so much. Well, thank Uh, you so much for asking me. I'm looking forward to talking with you today. Yes, it'd be cool. So why don't we do this? Before we get into all that, and you and I start gabbing like a bunch of girls, why don't we uh, go down memory lane? Why don't you walk us through who you are, why I've got you here, and what you're doing today in your insurance journey? Awesome. Yeah. So um, like he said, my name is Shelly DeVore. Um, I currently serve as the regional vice president at Columbia Insurance Group. Um, in that role, I am responsible for marketing and underwriting for three states, Missouri, Arkansas, and Illinois. Um, so how I got to this point today, um, a little bit of work, a little bit of luck, right? That's how it happens for most of us. So, um, I was born and raised here in Columbia, Missouri, where I live still today. Um, met my husband in high school. So we were high school sweethearts. Um, he joined the Marine Corps. So he was off, um, doing his service and we got married pretty young. So I followed him. Uh, so we spent a little bit of time out in the San Diego area, uh, then spent a couple years out in the Washington DC area. Um, so I finished college at night during those times. So his six years got up and we decided it was time for both of us to come back home. So we headed back here. I had a brand new shiny college degree in my hand and thought that I was going to be the hottest commodity in town. I quickly found that I was not alone with that college degree, and there was lots of people like me. And so finding a job was kind of tough at that time. Um, So that would have been back in like 97. So I ended up just to pass the time and get a little money coming in. I joined a temp agency, and they placed me at State Farm Insurance. I was never, ever going to work in insurance. I actually grew up in insurance. I was born and raised. My dad uh, was in the industry. So I knew that's not what I wanted to do for sure. So it was kind of humorous that fate put me in that role. And so I did transcription work for a little while. I was uh, doing claims and it was kind of fascinating listening to the recorded statements and all of that. And before too long, a role came up as an underwriting assistant there. So I jumped at that opportunity to get on full time um, in a job and just thought, well, it'll pass the time until I find the job I want, which I didn't know what the job I wanted was. So that was cute too. (laughs) Um, So I did that for a little bit and um, learned a lot there, but found it was just a little too big for me um, that, you know, there's a lot of people and a lot of hierarchy there. And so I started poking around and um, found a role here at Columbia Insurance Group. And really they took a chance on me. I actually applied as an underwriting assistant here. And when I was interviewing the manager was like, man, with your experience and the things you've done, we have this um, supervisor role that we think you'd be good for. And I had never been a supervisor, but I said, okay, sure. I'll try, you know, my 24 year old self. <laughs> right. That's so, awesome. Though. Yeah, it was great. And, you know, that's one of those things along the way when you have those people along your career journey that see something in you that you might not see in yourself and take a chance on you. So it's pretty cool. 
Um, so I took that role and now I've been serving this organization for 22 years, which seems impossible to me. But <laughs> um, so I've, I started out, like I said, as, uh, as an administrative supervisor in our personal lines department and saw where our company was going in the direction we were moving as a commercial lines carrier. So after spending a few years in, uh, in personal lines, I transitioned to commercial lines um, and started spending some time in that administrative supervisor role there. And then I saw like, hey, I think marketing looks pretty cool. So um, I had the great opportunity to be able to serve as kind of a part-time territory manager and a part-time supervisor. So I retained my role as a supervisor, but two days a week I was on the road um, doing marketing for the St. Louis area for a company. So that was really neat and a great way to kind of see that role and get into that a little bit. And then eventually our um, regional vice president um, announced his retirement. I did not feel ready for the position, but I knew that was my ultimate goal. And so I threw my name in the ring. And um, luckily, again, someone was willing to take a chance on me. Um, our CEO <coughs> also knew where I was coming from, knew I was a little green, but knew what my background and experiences were and took a shot and um, allowed me to have that promotion. And so I sit in that role here today. I think I've been doing this I think we're nine years now. Wow. Nine yeah. years. And so that's really cool. And so tell me again, the three states that you're with or how many, what are the states that you're over? Um, so my three areas of responsibility is Missouri, Arkansas, and Illinois. Columbia Insurance covers 14 states in right. the Midwest and Southeast. So we have four branch offices. Yeah. I think what I think is unique about your territory is you've got a little bit of rural here in Arkansas. Obviously everywhere's got some rural, but a lot here in Arkansas. And then you've got some big city experience and like agents that come from Illinois or from St. Louis or Kansas city or whatever that might be. I think that's a really, it's got to provide a different insight from all these different agents that you get from different pockets of the country there. Absolutely. The The marketplace is very different. Um, even within those states, like you said, sure. whether it's um, urban or rural, um, the way we interact with agencies, the way they interact with each other, you know, in some cases it's, um, you know, it's very protective and I don't want any other agencies in this town having your contract. And in some cases, who cares? You know, everybody can have your contract. It doesn't bother me. So um, it is interesting to having over the years, get to know those marketplaces and get to understand what works best and what doesn't work a lot of times. Yeah. And I can imagine, and you know, me coming from my background, working with another regional carrier, I found it fascinating as a, as a marketing rep. And I'm sure from your perspective, it's the same of when you got the one and two man mom and pop shops compared to working with some of these, you know, ABC alphabet name houses, whatever it might be, it's got to be different for you as well in that role. Yeah, for sure. Um, is definitely helping guiding our marketing team and how you work with those agencies, what they need of us, um, where we fit in those agencies is different. You know, sometimes they need us for just a certain thing because, you know, we're just another plaque on the wall. Um, but and sometimes we are the number one plaque on their wall. And so really trying to get in and understand where we fit in that agency and how we can help sell ourselves and help the agency grow with us and then be successful together. Yeah. And there's value in both of those. Mm-hmm. Um, and Absolutely. so one of the things that I talk to agencies about in, uh, in when I'm consulting with agencies is just that in carrier management and working with different types of carriers. And I think there's a huge value in having a small regional carrier in your shop. And, you know, obviously you mentioned some of those needs and some of those things, but for me, uh, coming from a former, you know, agency role and 
having a contract with Columbia, I saw that value, even in, like you mentioned, you know, small niche area of, you know, some of the things that we write with you guys are things you guys are just so good at that others weren't. And so I found that to be huge. I also found the idea of you guys just being able to be nimble in a way that large, huge, and I won't name the carriers, you know who they are, those players you see on TV or whatever, some of those can't move the ship that quick. And so for you to be that little speedboat that can get in there and move around, that was a lot of value as well. Yeah, absolutely. And that, and we know our role we, and we take advantage of that. We capitalize on that in the marketplace. Our agents tell us that's why they want to work with regional carriers um, because we are you know, a little more flexible. We will listen. Um, we, you know, when they call in, they're going to call the same underwriter all the time. Every, you know, every agency is assigned to an underwriter. So that whether it's a new business renewal, a large account, a small account, they're going to talk to the same person, but they actually get to talk to that person and tell the story. So maybe it doesn't fit inside a box and a computer, you know, runs the models and it doesn't, you know, get spit out. You can talk to us and say, okay, here's what actually happened. Or here's, you know, the nuances of this risk so that maybe it makes sense to write. Not always. And we can't be everything to all people. Um, and I think it does take, that's the beauty of the independent um, agency marketplace is it does take all those kinds of carriers, um, you know, to help an agency be successful. They can go different places and have choices. Um, and we fit the role sometimes. And um, it's it's nice when we do, for sure. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, one of the things you touched on that I wanted to, to stop for a minute is so that's one of the things I love. And I and I talk about a lot. And to me, I always feel like it's old school and maybe it is, but I think it still works is building that relationship with your underwriter. And I think I love that you just said, because a lot of even regional carriers will have that, you know, uh, whatever you want to call it, call in or the whatever you want to call that type of service underwriter. Center, yeah. Service center type of role. Yeah. I couldn't get my words out. You know, but having a dedicated underwriter, I think that's huge. If you can build that relationship and you could probably ask Juanita, I probably sent her flowers a handful of times or maybe, you know, a, yep. you know, a box of chocolates or something just to say thank you. And those kind of things go a long way. And, you know, I may have, it may not have helped me write that account, but just building that relationship, I still, I still think that's a huge thing. Even in 2022, you know, it's still a thing. And so I, I want to hear from you. Is that something that you talk to them about? It's like, it's important to us that we build that relationship with each individual agent. Yeah, definitely. We use that as one of our differentiators that, um, you know, you have a dedicated underwriter and a dedicated underwriting assistant with us. So you know the person to call. We hear from our agency partners a lot that it's frustrating. They call into Carrier X and they get, you know, lost in that um, you know, dial this number, dial that number, and they're, uh, they don't know who to talk to, you know, or who to get to, or they're talking to a different underwriter three times on the same risk, you know, because it's it's a round robin type situation. And so well, there's a lot could get lost in translation. Doing absolutely. That. Yeah, you got to have that history, um, and understanding that account. And then, you know, knowing when when we wrote it to, from renewal to renewal and the endorsements we do, it's, it's really cool, because our assistants are so involved in that as well. So you can call in and talk to them too, and, and they know exactly that account. You know they, um, you know they've been working on it with the underwriter and that kind of stuff. So we, our agents on all the surveys we do, we hear that is one of the top things. You know they they really highlight our claim service, but then they highlight that relationship with their underwriter and the ability to call in and talk to somebody on the phone, even despite this digital world that we've gotten ourselves into. But um, you know they they want to call and talk to somebody. Sometimes not every risk is black and white. There's a lot that are, and when those work, you know, throw them through the online system, get them rated, get them issued, and we don't have to talk about it. But there's a lot that have, that's, you know, what's really cool about commercial insurance is there is a lot of hair and a lot of weird things sometimes like, well, 
I also do this little thing, or I also do that little thing. Okay, well, that's a little different, you know, so it's something we need to talk about. And um, it's really cool to hear our underwriters talking. I sit right outside their offices so I can hear them. And, you know, they're asking questions. They're not afraid to say, I've never heard of that. What are you talking about? And so they're learning every day, too. I think that commercial underwriter jobs are pretty cool because they, they get to learn a lot of stuff. And every app they pick up is something different and new. Yeah, I think, you know, early on in my, in my career as a producer, I think uh, Juanita served in a role uh, as kind of a trainer for me. I learned a lot from her. And so to have that relationship helped and, you know, I could call her when I didn't want to feel like a dum-dum and ask somebody else, I could call her and she'd be like, yeah, this is what that means. Or here's this, yeah. this form means this. The other thing I'll say that I loved about it, and I would say it's probably true for a lot of small regionals that are listening, whether you're in California or in Illinois, but the underwriting assistant where y'all had, they, it didn't feel like it was like your um, assistant that just did like clerical work. Like they knew insurance and like, sometimes I get confused. They'd be like, no, you need to go to Juanita on this. But I felt like I was talking to an underwriter. Like she felt like she had authority that she could make some decisions or he, but uh, it was a really cool thing to like, you know, does that make sense? Yeah. We've worked hard to really develop that role. Um, you know, in the past, that role has been more of kind of a clerical type role or data entry. And we've really worked to develop that role. It, it's in our best interest. We've created a pipeline of future underwriters. So um, we're training them up on the job. And then, you know, if we have vacancies, which we do very infrequently, you know, people come here and stay. But <laughs> when we do have a vacancy in that underwriter role, you know, hopefully one of those underwriting assistants has really gotten the bug and is ready to move up and, and take over. And then it's pretty seamless. You know, we can chop somebody in and they can just get rolling pretty quickly. So it's, it's neat and it's good for us and it's good for them. It's, you know, enhances their job, I would think. Yeah. So from, from the desk that you sit at and, and the role that you have. So when you're having these underwriters, do you give them the autonomy to be able to say, yeah, maybe Columbia's appetite is this or small regional carrier XYZ is this. However, can the underwriter be able to, if one underwriter likes it, another one doesn't, is there some autonomy at each desk in that way or is it? Yep. Okay. Yeah. And that um, there's even autonomy. fascinating. Yeah. Sorry, within our branches. Uh, that is really why our structure is the way it is. We have four branch offices. So we have an office in Omaha, Nebraska, Austin, Texas, and Atlanta, Georgia. So they know their marketplaces and we have people in those areas that understand those marketplaces better than maybe somebody sitting in Columbia, Missouri. So that is really why we have that structure is to put our team closer to the actual business. But absolutely, we give our underwriters that autonomy. And of course, we have an underwriting manager that they can go to, um, you know, they can two head with the underwriting manager or with their fellow underwriters. Like this one's a little weird, not what we normally write. What would you do? You know, we have those conversations all the time. We have underwriting meetings once a week and people will be, bring risks to those meetings and we'll do a roundtable discussion. What would what kind of things do I need to think about? What do I need to ask? Those kinds of things. So it's neat to watch that process happen. Yeah, I think you know you've touched on it a couple of times, that, and what I'm hearing, uh, I experience myself. A lot of uh, people listening right now probably have too. But with a large, you know, carrier out there, national carrier, not to be named. You know, a lot of times it's, you know, computerized underwriting or it's modeling or it's black and white. It fits or it doesn't. And you mm -hmm. get it booted with a small regional carrier. There's a lot more of that flexibility to be able, like you said, have those conversations and maybe, you know, to be able to persuade, persuade an underwriter, not in a sleazy way, but you know what I mean? Just to yeah. talk them through it and maybe even provide a narrative or, 
here's an explanation of losses, or here is this, or here's some of the things I'm going to do to help them to be more profitable. Those kind of things. Am I hearing you correctly in that? Yeah, absolutely. And we, you know, we, we do try to have an open mind about that. Like I said, we can't always say yes. If we did, we'd be in a little bit of trouble, right? But, but there are some that we can. And then, like you said, if the agency is leveraging mm-hmm. their expertise to help that risk, we can also do our value-added services, maybe offer some loss control, um, things like that to help that business, you know, so that we can make it an account that is a little less concerning to us, you know, if there, if there was concern about it. Um, and the other part of that is, you know, some of them, you know, just a brand new business, brand new small business. It's really cool. We've had some of those success stories where, you know, we'll write them when they're new, um, get them in and, they, and then they grow and they grow with us. They grow with the agency. It's really cool to watch those businesses be successful. And, you know, that's that's what we're here for. We are he- here to help small business stay in business, right? We want to, when the worst happens to them, we're going to be right there to get them put back together so they can stay in business. It's the lifeblood of America. So we want to make sure that they're successful. And it's just really cool to be a part of that process. People don't see that all the time with insurance. You know, they, they just think of us kind of the oogie guy in the corner, something I have to do. But we really are helping keep this country moving if you look at it that way. Yeah, I like to hear that too. Because a lot of times people look at the carrier as, you know, the big bad guy or they look yep. at him as this or that. And they don't see it. It's good to hear someone in your position to say, you're not just thinking about it from the agency or the carrier side. You're actually thinking about the customer as well. Like the end you know, user of like, we want to keep this business. Like we understand our role in that business owner's life as well. That's crucial to me. Yeah. Absolutely. And you know, it's unfortunate, but when the worst does happen, when we have a terrible storm rip through or something like that, where it it really impacts a business, um, when we get things settled for them and and the crisis part is over, we do go back and talk to them. And we try to bring those stories back to our underwriting team. Sometimes when you're sitting at the underwriting desk, you're looking at paper all day long, you know, (laughs) checking boxes, kind of doing that stuff. But we want our underwriters to hear those stories of, you put this policy in place, you put these coverages in place with my agent and here's what happened. And here's how I got back into business in two weeks, you know, or, or I was able to save our family business or, you know, all of that stuff. It, it's, we, we do that intentionally to make sure our teams remember why we do what we do every day. Yeah, I think that's awesome. And you talk about storms. There was a huge one uh, not too long ago that ripped right through a small town right there in Missouri. And like I, the, the stories I would hear of people even in within the, the company or the carrier jumping in and, and rolling their sleeves up to get to work to help out. And obviously agencies did too, but I thought that was super cool. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, from my recollection, the worst storm that we've experienced was of course the tornado in Joplin back in 2011. Yeah. yeah. That's the one um, I was talking about. Yeah. yeah and, I mean, it was a long time though. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but that We're was horrifying. Old, and it, I know, please don't <laughs> remind me. I feel it every day. <laughs> <laughs> it pains me when I say I've been here 22 years. I'm like, wait, right. what? Yeah, <laughs> That's what I old people you. say. But yeah, but really when that storm happened and we sent claims people down there, you know, the very next day, that was a Sunday night. Yeah. On Monday, we had people down there. We actually had an agency that lost their business, that the agency yeah. was destroyed. And so they were trying, they had, you know, at that time we were kind of on the cusp of going paperless, that kind of stuff. Files were lost, you know, all this stuff. So we were literally up here recreating files for them based on what we had and trying to get them back so that our claims team could get down there and just start writing checks. I mean, that was a scenario where it ripped through. You couldn't even tell what street you were on, let alone where the house stood. You know, it was just flattened. And so it was a situation where it is just write the check and get these people going as quickly as we can, you know. 
We are at a mid-roll ad, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, sorry to interrupt this fantastic episode, but I want to talk to you about my uh, good friends over at Canopy Connect, your one-click solution to getting all those deck pages you need to quote your prospect. If, uh, if you're looking for a great solution for your referral partners or for your producers out there, account managers, people working with your prospects, to get that information, the deck pages, to complete that quote, to complete that transaction, go to Canopy Connect. Go to usecanopy.com backslash Heath and check this out. Uh, they are your one-click solution to get the deck pages you need to quote your prospect. Go to Canopy Connect. Usecanopy.com. Also, my good friends over at Smart Choice, your, uh, your, your awesome solution, your partner, your friend, in the business is going to help you, whether you're a startup looking for markets or you've been around the block, you've been around the agency world, but you need another market. You need a friend. You need a help. You need someone to come alongside you and help you with market access or advice or things like that. Go to smartchoiceagents.com. They come in with no fees. They come in uh, not wanting to own part of your business. They just want to provide you market access and they work off a commission split. That's only the carriers they provide to you. So uh, what's what's the harm here? No harm, no foul. It's a great opportunity for you. Go to smartchoiceagents.com and check it out. Tell them the mayor sent you. You'll be so glad that you did. Now, let's get back to the show. Again, bringing those stories back to the team here who's who are not yeah. boots on the ground but to understand their role in that whole process. Um, I think it's really important. Yeah. And I think, you know, when something like that happens to a small regional carrier, uh, it's got to be something that affects you from, you know, rate standpoint and from a loss ratio standpoint, things like that. And I, I do think it's important for, for agents. A lot of them, the good agencies understand that, but some of the other ones, like, I'm sure you hear this, uh, you know, not understanding or, or not having a clear understanding of why that's going on. And maybe they don't, you know, understand that, but, I think it's uh, a good thing to hear from you to say, you know, how that kind of stuff happens and what that does to you from a rate standpoint and how you do your best to help that. Right. Yeah. You know, we, we all know it's the law of large numbers, right? So we we spread those costs out among all of the policyholders. And we've actually been really blessed since that time. 2011, 2012 was pretty active storm season. It's been pretty quiet relatively this year started to be your fair state has uh, taken quite a few hits this year um, in terms of convective storm damage. But, um, you know, again, it's why we're here. It's why we do what we do. And we try to we try to set rate to prepare for that so that we don't have to take, you know, big increases. Um, I know our agents would love us to take big decreases, but we don't do that either. You know, we, t- at, for our company specifically, we're kind of steady as you go. So we try to take smaller increases all along the way instead of, um, you know, big swings one way or another where, you know, the agents are always constantly, ah, do I have to move the risk this time? You know, we want to kind of just leave it and let's, let's retain that business and keep rolling steady as you go. Yeah. I think that's, you know, a good thing to hear as well. Cause a lot of people, you know, they just think that it's, you know, this volatile and some carriers are that way. They'll take these big, large jumps and they'll take a large decrease. They'll take a large, or they'll come in hot when they first come into a new either territory or a new niche or a new market. And the next thing you know, it's like, oh, we're up here. We're out of the marketplace now. So to hear you say we have more of a steady, proactive approach of we're going to take one or two every year, maybe, or we're going to do this just to make sure. So it's kind of predictable as well. And, you know, at the same time, agents that listen to this, um, turn it up a little bit right now because they're helping you put more money in your pocket. But if they get those small increases, (laughs) 
don't look at that as a bad thing. Aunt right. Shelly's over here trying to put more money in your pocket. Exactly. And, you know, we really, we, we want to focus on the value of what the agency brings to the relationship and what our product brings. And so, um, yeah, we, we compete against um, carriers that are buying business. Like you said, if they're new in the marketplace, they come in real hot um, and their prices are very attractive. And, um, you know, at some point we just walk away. We're not going to fight it. We're not going to try to play with that because it's not prudent for us. It, it's not sustainable. Uh, so we just say, okay, you know, that's okay. In, in the back of our heads, we'll see that business in a year or two when they realize what the marketplace really is here and, and get used to it. So um, yeah, it's just not a game that we're willing to pl- play. We try to get the right rate for the risk, you know, and th- at the end of the day, that's what you want to do is make sure that we're collecting enough premium to be able to pay any losses that may happen. Yeah. And there's a reason why you guys have been around for a long time. You know, it's, you know, not anything that you guys are, you know, fly by night or you're trying to buy up market or doing this or that you have a, you know, approach that works. And there's a reason why, and there's so many agencies that I talk to, uh, cause I'm in Arkansas, I'm in your region. So I talk to a lot of agencies that like, I find the ones that work with Columbia and, and work with you guys like are die hard, like love working with Columbia. And I think that's huge. You know, it's not like, Oh, we have a couple of policies here and there. It's either they're like all in or they just started and they're getting there. It's just, I find that y'all have to be doing something right. And so I guess my question would be, um, you know, a lot of the ones I found that work with you guys do work in a particular niche. Is that something that's intentional with you guys? You have a handful of niches you were intentional or is that kind of like, eh, kind of happened by accident. So we're going to run with it. Right. It, it did kind of just happen. Um, we, wow, we really cool. are a generalist carrier. Um, so we, we try to cover all the bases. We do focus on the small to middle sized business um, is kind of our sweet spot. But yeah, we've got some areas that we've just fallen into and um, it seems to work. And as long as we stay profitable, we'll keep staying in there, you know, but I think you're right. I think we do have kind of some raving fans out there. And um, I attribute that success absolutely to these people that they work with. Um, I don't have any credit for that. It's the people they're calling every day. It's our underwriters. It's our underwriting assistants. It's our customer service team. It's our claims team. It's all those people that make Columbia Insurance Group who we are. And that's the culture that we create here. And um, they do a great job at it. Oh, wow. That's, I, I, just, I love it. Because again, I'm a, I'm a former raving fan and I, and I did write business there and the agency that was with, we, we did, and we we loved uh, working with you guys. So, what I want to ask you to do for a minute um, is, if you can, uh, after 22 years, you may not be able to. If you could take off the Columbia hat for just a minute and, and answer some just broad general questions, because I want to I want to do something for the agents that are listening right now that are you know looking at their carrier lineup and they're making these decisions. My question, I guess, for them to listen to right now would be, um, what can they do? You know, uh, I, let's start this way. What should they be looking for in a small regional carrier? And let's start there. Um, yeah, if they're looking at their book and they're like, okay, because I always tell them, you need to have about five or six horses. You don't need a million, you know, that you're riding with. Find five or six you can really knock it out with every time and you're consistent with. So what should they look for in that book and what, what kind of carriers should they try to find and what, what does that look like for them? Yeah, I really agree with you. I think less is more in this case. You know, you've, you've got some agencies out there that love to have their plaque wall um, and you see it. And I will tell you, sometimes we walk into those if we're prospecting and we're like, hmm, probably not going to be right for us. Because again, as I said before, it's like, how do you find your place in there? Where do we fit? And how do you feed all of those mouths? Because all of those marketing reps are coming in saying, oh, we got to get premium up. We got to get premium up, you know? Um, And so 
I think that you need to find the fit that works, you know, what your agency is doing. A lot of agencies do have niches now. Um, There is still a lot of generalist agencies, but really spend time in that interview process. Um, We talk about this a lot, whether you're coming to work as an employee for Columbia Insurance Group or we're interviewing as as an agency for Columbia Insurance Group, we try to really spend time on that process to make sure that we know each other and that we're a good fit. It takes a lot of time and a lot of money to onboard a new employee or a new agency. You know, we want to get it right. So we don't want to, you know, a few months or a few years from now say, you know what, that didn't work at all <laughs> and walk away. So we do up front and I would encourage agents to do some test quotes, ask them like, here's five accounts that I have. Um, give me, rate these up for me and tell me what it looks like and compare those to what you already have to see are they going to fit from a pricing standpoint? You know, is your agency more price focused or value focused? You know, figure out if it's if you are more price focused, then they better be competitive with the other carriers you have. Um, you know, from a value focused standpoint, what kind of coverages do they offer? How does that company? What do they do to differentiate themselves? It's tough in insurance to differentiate yourselves. Coverage is coverage, right? <laughs> you know, there's little tweaks and little things here, but um, you know, it really comes down to what kind of service do they provide. Um, you know, do you have a dedicated underwriter? How, how, what's that underwriter's experience? Like you said, that underwriter can actually be a trainer, uh, you know, kind of help you along the way, you know, do, if you have new producers and those sorts of things. So I think really, ultimately, it's just looking for the right fit, just like you would an, an employee. Yeah, I, I love that. And I love some of the things that you said. So I want to go back. I wrote a few things down there. So let's go back just for I'll go backwards because that's where it's fresh on my brain. Um, you just said something about test quotes or whatever. That's a really good idea that, you know, I hadn't really, you know, formulated yet. And so like, that's a cool thing to think about. So you guys would entertain that from somebody that's not a current agent Mm -hmm. to be able to say, Hey, I want to test this out. And obviously you're probably not going to throw your best you know, effort at it, but at least be able to give your base pricing and show some things and send them a few forms, maybe things like that. That's a really cool idea. Does that happen much? Yeah, we do that. We actually ask to do that with any prospective agency. So we say, hey, do you have five or six accounts that we can quote up? Because again, it's a lot of work to bring on a new agency and to get them rolling with you. So if it's not going to work, let's, you know, maybe it's not today. Maybe we'll come back and revisit this a couple of years from now, you know? So um, we want to go ahead and do that. You know, it's it's basically um, just basic pricing. So we're not throwing a bunch of credits and we're not throwing all the bells and whistles and all that you know, coverage forms and that kind of stuff. And and we explain that, you know, right. you know, if we're within a little bit, yeah, we'd probably talk about credits if we were actually issuing that. But I mean, from our side, the advantage is we've just done a quote. So if we do proceed to contract, we, we might have a few uh, quotes that are already in the pipeline that we might could get issued for them. Um, so that's an advantage, but also it just gives us a chance to show off a little bit what we can do. Um, it allows the agency to see what we provide on a quote. You know, maybe that's even an issue. Like, oh, that's not that's not very professional looking, or that's awesome. That's I don't get that from other carriers. So it gives us a chance to brag on what we can do a little bit too. So it just I think it makes sense for both sides. Yeah, I do too. And so I've got agencies that listen to this show that are the onesie twosie mom and pop type shops, mm-hmm. all the way up to like I mentioned the big houses. So if you've got if, if there's a listener right now that's listening, it's a large alphabet name house that has all those plaques on the wall. If they come to you with a plan of here's how you're going to fit, does that help their case? Otherwise, like you said, you might walk in, see all those plaques and be like, 
I'm out of here. Let's go. There's <laughs> that a absolutely weed. helps. There's if a gif got... I see, like a baby <laughs> run down the hallway and it smells. It turns around. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's what I feel like you do when you walk into all of those plaques. That's about right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm talking about. So a no, plan it absolutely help. helps. Um, you know, if we if we know wh- why did they call us, we ask that question all the time. You know, why did you reach out? If if we're not doing the cold calling, if if we get called. A lot of times it's because they ran up against us in the marketplace. So all of a sudden they're like, oh, we need that contract so that we can get that business. You know, that's not the best reason for us to jump in an agency because we might get that one piece of business and nothing else. You know, so again, that's why I really try with our marketing team to really like, let's spend time on this dating process, you know, where we're really in assessing an agency, doing interviews. You know, we do multiple interviews with new agencies because we don't want to just jump in without fully knowing what we're getting into. Yeah, I like that. So, and I, and I think that's good for the people to hear because you're right. Some of those, you know, larger houses might feel like, you know, we're probably not gonna be able to get that contract because we do have a plaque on the wall. And that goes back to when I talked to agencies and you brought it up earlier too. If you're trying to feed everybody, you're going to feed nobody. Right. <laughs> Including <is>, your children. <laughs> right. You're exactly right. Yes. You put food on the table. And so again, if you're trying really hard you know, to feed 14 markets, it's going to be really difficult. So again, I go back to my original statement of, you know, I always say five, but you can always have, you know, maybe six in there. But I think and you can have more, but I feel like those are the horses that you need to feed. And some people would even say less than that. But like you said, less is more. So I know my thoughts on this. I'd be interested to hear. If you're breaking that carrier lineup down, um, you know, let's call it, you know, um, commercial, you think it should be a certain percentage of national carriers versus small regional or how do you think they should identify that? Yeah, like you, I, I think that five or six is probably that good number. I would say definitely you need a couple of national carriers. You got to have that in order to compete yeah. on some risk that regional carriers just can't. Um, and then I'd say a couple of regional carriers because they're unique, all unique. We're all unique um, in, in what we can do or willing to do. So I'd, a couple of those. And then, um, you know, you might have your personal auto only or that kind of stuff um, in there as well. So, um, yeah, I think that maybe half and half, um, maybe yeah. a little more on the regional side if you had a few more. Yeah, no, I agree. And a lot of people, you know, and that was one of the things, and you may hear this from some of your TMs or your marketing reps. Do you call them T- marketing? What do you call your marketing reps? Territory managers, TMs. Ter- yep. So <laughs> your territory managers may come back and tell you this feedback too. I used to get it, you know, back in my day. Um, and it would be, you, know, you guys are just like this other carrier. You guys are just like this other carrier. Why should we do this? Or we didn't write with you guys because you're just like this. Y'all hear that? And like, yeah. what's your response to that? Yeah. And, and that is a question that we grapple with internally often multiple times a year, we bring this up. What's our differentiator? You know, how do we sell ourselves in the marketplace to be different? I would say nearly every time it comes down to our people and then our profit sharing plan. Um, really, we've oh, done cool. we've done a whole lot of uh, reviews of our profit sharing plan against other competitors. And every time it comes up second to none, um, yeah. it's a really, really great plan. And I, that goes back to, you know, you got to get to that minimum level to even be able to achieve profit sharing. So if you've got 50 plaques on the wall and you're not getting to minimum levels with any of them, you're not getting that extra. That is really where the gravy is, you know? (laughs) Yeah. It's really funny. You say that. And I won't say names to protect the innocent. I'll tell you offline, but 
one of my really good agencies uh, in, in Arkansas, I delivered what I thought was a really good check. Uh, and I remember meeting with this guy and having this great conversation. And, you know, he was a close friend. So we were able to talk about it. And he was he pulled me aside, you know, and we talked about it a little bit more. And he said, um, you know, this is a great check. and I love it. But the one I got Columbia was double this and I have half the amount of premium with them. And I was like, dang it. You know, and so. But, you know, it goes back. To and I would that, say to that agent, why do you have premium with them at all? Right. <laughs> No, I hear you, <laughs> but it was just so funny that you said that because I was sitting there thinking, my goodness. And he was like, man, Columbia does a really good job, not only with our team, but on the profit sharing side, it makes me want to write more with them. So I think that's a lot of maybe, you know, another thing you should look at when you're evaluating new carriers to bring on, mm-hmm. not that it's all about the money, but if you've got two that look the same, look at some of those things like the profit sharing, look at some, maybe even some of the trips or some of the other incentives yeah. that they do. Because those are things that pour back into the agency. Right. And decide what's important to you. Now, our profit sharing plan and our agency relationships, for that matter, are really built on longevity. So, um, you know, we we are building a relationship for the long term, but you got to decide for your agency. Some profit sharing plans are very much meant for the short term. So maybe that's more important to you right now. So look at that. But, you know, if you're really if you've already got things rolling, your agency's kind of established and you're looking for more of that long term, then maybe that different kind of profit sharing plan is more important for you. So absolutely. And I think that when you have that profit sharing, it's not, again, some people think, oh, just lining the pockets of the owner, but if done correctly, you know, that could be bringing another staff person Mm -hmm. that could mean, you know, bonuses for your team. That could mean purchasing that new CRM or that new shiny object that you saw at the latest convention, you know, it could mean a lot of different things there or new marketing budget, or could add to this you know, that profit sharing is is huge. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. And you're right. Agencies do it differently across the board. Some of them share it with their producers. Some of them do pour it back into the agency. It's a rare, rare occasion that I see an agency owner just putting in their pocket and head yeah. south, you know, <laughs> yeah, unless, <laughs> that is not you know, the case. That's not how they built business. You're exactly right. And so I think that's huge. And so uh, I love that we could have, you know, that part of the conversation. And so uh, to me, that's huge. So, okay. Uh, keeping your Columbia hat off, we'll, we'll keep it off again for another question. So as you're looking for agencies, you know, we talked about them, what they should look for. What are some of the things that you look for in an agency and it comes to you? What's a, a good agency versus maybe a red flag agency? Yeah. So really what we look for, and I don't know that we have any red flags, um, you know. It's oh, come maybe, on. Let's get juicy here. Maybe just not a good fit for us, I'm right? <laughs> I'll try to be nice, but uh, we, we kind of have a checklist of things we look for. So we have a, um, you know, kind of a perspective agency document that we start with. So that's, that's ground zero and kind of get that filled out. And we see, you know, it gives us a look at what other carriers are you working with? Um, have you ever lost a contract? If so, why? Um, you know, so it gives us just that basic information. We're looking for them to have um, a social media presence. Um, not that we have a strong social media presence, but we think that shows, you know, that they are kind of out in the world and doing things the way that marketing is heading today. Um, we look at their involvement in their own community. Um, you know, so we we do we just from a visual when you're walking around, do they have like are they a member of the chamber of commerce or? Does the you know principal have all the plaques, you know, thank you for serving on this board or that board and all that stuff. You know, that's important too as you're building relationships. So we look for those kinds of things. Um, we look for agencies that 
have a marketing plan. We look for agencies that have a succession plan. Um, we look at the technology that agency is using to make sure that we're compatible and that they can do business the way we need to do business and that we can do business the way they need us to do business. So we're looking at all those kinds of things as we appoint new agencies. Um, we look at their training. You know, we kind of ask how how are new producers trained? Um, I will tell you, sometimes there's not great training for new producers, and that ends up being our underwriters. We talked a little about that. Sometimes that can be a real, real drain on our underwriting staff when, you know, they're, okay, you need to find an Accord 125, you know, <laughs> we'll start there and fill that out. And so, you know, it, our, our team is busy, so we, we really can't serve as the full training department. But um, so just all those kinds of things to make sure that that agency is, um, I guess, really um, engaged and and really supporting their own agency and not just kind of fly by night. Yeah. And so uh, if, I'm a, if I'm a new agency, mm-hmm. do I have a shot if I'm brand new scratch or do I need to wait a couple of years? Um, you have a shot. Okay. <laughs> I will say we typically want to see an agency established at least a couple, three years, but we have taken some chance, you know, on top of all of those things that I just talked about, there's a little bit of gut behind it. Like, I don't know. I just have a feeling, you know, we, we've taken a chance on a couple agencies and there's been some really cool success stories, just like small business. You know, if we take a chance and I'll tell you what, if you take a chance on an agency that just needs a few contracts, they will repay you in spades. They do not forget. Um, we have no, agencies that have been partners with us for 25, 30 years. And when I go into yeah. those, they're like, you know, I remember, you know, so-and-so appointed us and they had no reason to there was, you know, and here we are today. And, um, I think that's really cool. I love that, um, seeing that success and that we were part of that agency being able to stick around all that time. Yeah. And I think that you're exactly right. Agencies remember that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. just like they remember the other side of that coin too. So yep. Um, yep. I've had a lot of them that come to me, but like, I- I'm never going to get a contract to this carrier because they told me no. And sometimes that can be short-sighted, but sometimes, you know, it's just the way they feel. You yeah, know, that's and the you way know, it is. I'm, There's a lot of emotions in this game. Absolutely. And that's the hard side is, um, you know, if, if we do have to say a no, or if we have to part ways with an agency and that happens, um, we try so hard to part ways as friends um, because oftentimes it's not, it is not personal, although it can feel personal, <laughs> but you know, it is because the agency has chosen to go a different direction that doesn't really line with us anymore, or we've chosen, you know, we've made some changes over the years here at Columbia Insurance Group that has made our direction look a little bit different than it did maybe 40 years ago. Um, so sometimes it's like, you know, it's not you, it's me, it's that kind of stuff. But you really do try and you kind of point back to, you know, you've got this book of business with us that's, you know, it's not very significant. But if you were to add that to your other carrier that, you know, you're doing pretty well with, you might be able to get a better profit sharing check there and it makes you more successful. Um, So maybe it makes sense in the long run to part ways. But I will say it's, and we, you know, we kind of, the agency could change five years from now, they could totally change their direction. So I never want to walk away poorly because it may change down the road that we want to look again and maybe say, maybe it could be different this time. Yeah, sure. And one of the things that, you know, you and I have been in this about the same amount of time, 20 plus years, and uh, there's been a lot of changes in that 20 plus years. Uh, And we really, in my opinion, from my perspective, we really hit the fast forward button over the last two years uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> because of this thing called the worldwide pandemic or, you know, whatever. Something um, I heard about but it. Yeah. We, we've really hit a fast forward button on that. And so I wonder with a small regional carrier like yourself, again, in one way you could be that speedboat, be nimble 
in this situation where we've had a lot of changes in the last 24 months, has that been something you've been able to take advantage of being a small carrier? Um, it has been awesome. I that is one of the things I'm so proud of our team here. Um, I will I remember clearly um, St. Patrick's Day of 2020 when we gathered our people and said, "You're going home for two weeks." Uh, we a lot of our team didn't have laptops, <laughs> so they were literally walking out carrying the big box, <laughs> um, carrying monitors. It looked like we were being looted that day. I I swear I sat here in my office and just watched equipment walking out, and I'm like. This is so surreal. What is happening? <laughs> and that two months turned into what nearly two years that I mean, we brought yeah. our team back for a while and then we sent them back home. So it was just a lot of, you know, in and out and uncertainty with our team. But at the time we had um, like an internal chat function where we could chat with each other, but we didn't have the ability to video call and all this kind of stuff. I want to say it was before the middle of April. I, I think it was even sooner than that. We had installed Microsoft Teams. Um, so we had our teams go in where they could see each other and talk to each other, which was yeah. critical at that time because everyone was a little nervous, didn't know, you know, we told them two weeks and I think everyone was told two weeks and then that turned to two months and, you know, it just kept dragging out. And I think people were a little scared and they were scared for their families and just scared for their communities and all of that. So the ability to just see someone, you know, when you can't be with them, but the ability to just see them was so critical to get that kind of technology. But as fast as we got that, we got laptops deployed to the folks that didn't have them very quickly. Um, luckily, we were able to get some at that time. Um, and I think that's part of being a regional carrier. We were just so nimble and so quick. And I mean, you know, we had our IT team literally driving to people's houses and setting boxes on porches and then, you know, talking to people from sidewalks and stuff on how to do things. But you don't get that in a big, you know, if you're if your home office is, you know, in New York City or something, they can't just show up at somebody's house in Columbia, Missouri. So it was a really cool effort for me to see. And I will tell you, I've been in a lot of agents offices since we've been back out. And I've heard over and over um, the frustration with customer service since this is all it's just through the floor, you know, and we all see it. We You can't even get a cheeseburger without having some ordeal anymore. Right. Um, and so I think one of the things I talked to our team, about, like, the bar is so low on customer service right now. I mean, all you have to do is be nice and people are just gonna be like, thank you. <laughs> thank you for just yeah. saying good morning, yeah. saying hello. But, but I've had agents tell us, you know, our team was working from home and our agents said, I couldn't tell. I didn't know, you know, unless they heard a stray dog bark or something, but our team was just as hard at work at home as they were here in the office. Um, and I think that's a testament to the quality of the team we've built here. Um, and even today, we have a hybrid um, approach. So we are in the office three days and home two. And our agents still don't know which days those are that that our team is home or here, um, which I think is fantastic. That's all we could ever ask for. I had one agent it stuck in my head. One of the first visits when I was back out after you know, we kind of opened things up and they were like, it was like some underwriters just went on vacation during the pandemic. They can't get calls back. They can't get, and I was like, guys, it's so easy to provide good customer service right now <laughs> because of what's happening. I'm like, all you have to do is answer your phone. <laughs> You're exactly right. Yeah. It's uh, crazy. And but, so, yeah. yeah and, and again, in moving through this, you know, fast forward, it, it may be, you know, it's, it's called five or six years, even uh, we've seen a lot more and we even have a term for it now over the last 10 years or so, the insure tech and mm -hmm. this, you know, technology is, running through agencies now and people are automating more and doing this or that more. Are you guys, you know, doing what you can to help on that and getting involved with some of those and sharing your 
you know, uh, APIs and you're this and you're that and you're whatever. Is that something you guys are involved in too? Yeah, we're absolutely looking at the world. I think just like agencies, it's a matter of there's so much out there being offered. How do you pick yeah. the right thing? How do you spend your resources best? Um, it's not inexpensive. <laughs> so um, you have to decide where is the best place to put both our human resources and our financial yep. resources. And so we're facing those same challenges um, on a slightly larger scale of, you know, what is the next most important thing we need to do? So we survey our agents often to find out what's most important to them. Each of our branches has an agency council um, that we meet with once a year. And we kind of ask them what is most important to you right now and prioritize that list, you know, so we, we stay in touch with our agents to find out what's most important. And as you can imagine, it changes um, based on what's going on, especially in the environment today, because things are changing so quickly. So, you know, it's trying to, what can we deploy that will be beneficial to both us and our agency partners and also is not going to cost, you know, $3 million to, to put into play. So Yeah, because there's nothing more, you know, frustrating for agencies than to sign up to work with a certain tech vendor or a certain raider or a certain this. And it's like, this carrier is not on that, or they're yeah. not involved in that, or they're not willing to share or whatever. So to hear that small regionals do care about that, and, you know, obviously talking about Columbia right now too, that's huge. And I think that's mm-hmm. another thing to be looking for. So uh, it's good to know, and I want agencies out there hoping I'm, you know, not opening too much of a Pandora's box. You don't get too many phone calls from this, but <laughs> I do want some of that for you because I want them to understand what a great, you know, uh, job that small regionals ha- do and what kind of role they can play in an agency. And so, um, you know, I, I think that's huge. One of the other things, and I'll wrap up with some of this of, uh, that I think is big is seeing agencies and regional carriers and even national players for that matter still involved in associations. And one of the things I see, if you look at your LinkedIn or your Facebook, or whatever, you know, you're involved in your all those states associations and you're going to those events and you could see you all over the place there. Is that another thing that's intentional by Columbia or is that a Shelley thing? No, that is absolutely intentional with our company. So you'll see that in every state we're in. Um, Our CEO, Gary Thompson, and our chief underwriting officer, Scott Mackey, they set a list out of every state association event and they, one or other of them tries to get to every single one. So usually we'll have one or the other of them at every event. So it's, it's, it's in our culture um, to attend those. And man, what a great opportunity, right? You, all your agents are right there. So (laughs) you can get together with them and visit with them um, on a social level, which that's, I think great things happen on the social level when you get to know each other as real people versus just sitting across a desk and asking what kind of apps are on your desk, that kind of stuff. When you really can sit down and have dinner with them and talk to them and get to know about their families a little better and that kind of stuff, that's you're building relationships and that's when trust starts. Yeah. And I think, and you probably agree with me, I think you have to have the abundance mindset when you go to those events, because I hear too many people say, I don't want to go rub elbows with my competition. I'm like, really? That's the kind of mindset you're going to have. Yeah. So I think when you go into that, I know for me personally, even as a former marketing rep uh, and agency, um, you know, it helps for me to have that competition, you know, knowing those people, because it may be something that when I worked at EMC, maybe we couldn't write. And so mm-hmm. I would say, hey, have you called so-and-so? And so and I had a great relationship with some former marketing reps that worked with you guys that I could be like, hey, call so-and-so. Mm-hmm. They probably have an appetite for it. And I'm still a value add to the agency because now I'm referring them at least somebody I know can write it. You know, one of the best pieces of advice when I first got into marketing, um, one of our senior marketing reps called, he's like, I'll give you one piece of advice. He said, you know, you have 
been successful when an agency calls you for advice on something you can't help them with. You know, they're just asking you, like, what would you do? And so you just hit the nail on the head. Is you know, you're you're building just your network, um, and you never know when you need that network for something. Um, just like this, you know, just like you and me. Over the time, we've been competitors in the past, and we've been friendly. And I mean, I can learn from everybody I meet. You know, there's something to be learned. And of course, we're not going to share trade secrets, but it's like man, I'm struggling with this thing. What do you guys do with that? Or, you know, just to hear, sometimes it's just helpful to hear, yeah, we struggle with that too. Or, you know, different stuff like that. It's it's always nice to have that network for sure. Yeah. And not to name drop, but you guys had a rep there for a while. He might still be there, but a guy named Buford that was such a help for me early mm-hmm. on because he was one of, and I, if he's listening, I hope he can get a chuckle of this. He was one of the old guys when I came in. <laughs> and so I could go to people like him and be like, you know, help me out a little bit. And he was willing to do that knowing I was competition. Yep. And here I am, this 27 year old punk kid working at his competition. He was like, here, do you know this agency? Do you know that agency? And and he, and like, we'd be involved in the, uh, it was called the field club together and yeah. all these different things. And it helped me so much, some of those guys. And now, I'm the old guy and, you know, I've been around a while with the gray beard and I'm able to help some of these newer up and coming people and be like, Hey, you know, you really should do this. Given that same advice that you got, if you got to be friendly with your competitors, you've got to have that abundance mindset of there's plenty of business to go around. There's plenty of agencies to go around. And like you said, and I said it on a podcast that released today, like I always, whether I was a marketing rep or agency, you know, or a principal, whatever it was, my role in the industry, I always wanted to be a value add and people to come to me and say, I think I've done that pretty well, whatever it is, you know, I, I want to go to heat for that. Yeah. I need, a, I need a good, you know, restoration company. Oh, ask Keith. He probably knows. I need a new carrier. I'll go to heat, whatever it might be. I always wanted to be that. So I think you're right. Now, if you can get them asking you questions, even if it's not your expertise, that's mm-hmm. huge. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's, and I think about, you know, our focus, you know, we work with independent agencies. Um, it, that is the beauty of it. Right. So <laughs> um, I think it's fantastic that our agents, can serve their clients by having a choice, by being able to say, you know, this fits you better versus one size fits all. So why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't we, you know, all work together? And um, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I think the word competition sometimes is a little oogie, you know, it's just like, we're, we're all just kind of in this industry together, not, not necessarily, it's not cutthroat. It's not, you know, clawing at each other. We're just trying to help each other lift up and lift our industry up together. Yeah. I I love that you say that. And that's, uh, that's exactly where, you know, I want this podcast to go. That's where I want my show to be. That's where I want our industry to be. And that's why people like like you and me, you know, we love this industry and why we want to continue to pour into it and and why, you know, I've struggled the last couple of years, even in my own, I'm going to get personal for a minute, even my own career. Like, what do I want to do when I grow up? I got this back half of my career and I want to pour in as much as I can. And I want to help and be a part because this industry has given so much to me personally. So, you know, I've been really searching. I'm like, okay, well, I could do that through the podcast. I can do that through consulting and do that through this or that. So if you're listening to this, whatever that looks like, you know, I think this industry will give back to you as long as you're, you know, providing it as well and providing value to this industry, it will give back to you. You know, I had a, there was a speaker at a convention I attended when I was much younger. And I remember a phrase that that speaker said has stuck with me. He's talking about our industry. And he said, in this industry, you can do well while you're doing good. And I was like, yes, yes. I mean, like I got a steady paycheck. I'm taking care of my family. 
but I'm also is, helping people. I mean, I love that. And I think about it all the time. That is brilliant. I mm-hmm. love that. You can do well while doing good. I mm-hmm. think that is just, uh, that's, that's awesome. That may be the title of this episode. There so you I, go. <laughs> I love it. So as we are wrapping up, so tell me uh, if there's any other advice you could give to, we'll start with an agency owner or even an account manager, someone in an agency role, you know, in, in trying to work with, you know, carry a small carrier or, you know, regional carrier, whatever it may look like, what's some advice you could give them right now? You know, it's tough out there right now. There's so many things that we're all facing, um, whether it's the current litigation environment, whether it's the cost of materials that's causing building values to go up, you know, whether it's the cost of materials to fix a vehicle or even the ability to get those materials. So it's really hard. And I think it would be easy as an agency owner to get real frustrated. Um, You know, you're seeing their claim costs go up and um, it's hard to get staff right now, you know, and getting the right people on your ship and all of those kinds of things. So I think it's one of those things right now where I'm like, this too shall pass. We've been through some tough times before. We will have tough times again. You know, we'll get through this time as well. And so I think that's the important thing is just like stay stay positive, stay focused on the outcome and, um, and, you know, work with your carriers, let them know when you have a frustration. I think that's the big thing for me. And I tell my team all the time, you know, we'll have an agency that, oh my gosh, they're always griping. They're always complaining. They're talking to us. I said, if they're not talking to us, then we're done that, that, you know, we, they're just moving that business on to someone else. So, um, I think that's the one thing, you know, from our side is listen, but, from the agency side is don't be afraid to talk to your carry partners. You don't have to gripe and complain, but you say, Hey, I noticed this, or I have another carrier that does this. that works really well for us. We want to hear that. We want to know what we can do better. So don't be afraid to give feedback. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I think it's good for people to hear that because some people listening may not feel comfortable doing that. So mm-hmm. we've spent a little bit of time talking at a high level and just mentioning Columbia, but I would love for you to dive in a little deeper for the last two or three minutes. Is, is there anything that you want the audience to know about Columbia? Tell us a little bit about Columbia Insurance Group and how they might be able to find you or find you know, the, the carrier, uh, things of that nature. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. So um, we are a small regional carrier. Like I said, our focus is really on small to mid-sized business. Um, you know, we, we have a really great platform to write bot business and it's super easy and quick. Um, we are in 14 states. So we're kind of all down the Midwest and across the Southeast. I kind of say it's like an L in the middle of the country. Um, our website is um, C-O-L-I-N-S-G-R-P.com. So it's short for Columbia Insurance Group. So you can check us out out there um, and d- you know, hit the about us and see what states we're in and um, kind of some of those products that we offer. We offer the full suite of commercial lines. And then we also have a personal auto product um, that we write as well. And that's been fairly successful. Uh, um, you know, I think the one thing I would want people to know about us is we are very relationship focused, hopefully that's come out as we've talked today, but that's really what we're all about. Um, and, you know, you can check out, you can, all our contact information is out on our website. If, if having a contract is something that's of interest to you, I will say that we, um, you know, we talked about it a little bit earlier, but we don't just hang our plaque in every agency. We're really, um, we really protect the franchise value. So um, we want our agencies to be able to say, I have a Columbia contract um, and that should be important to our agency. So we want to make sure that not every single agency in a town has a Columbia contract because it gives our agents a little bit something different. So um, be sure to check us out over on our website. Of course, we're on all the social medias as well. So you can check us out there too. Awesome. Thank you so much. And I appreciate you finally coming on, hanging out with me. 
it means a lot to me. And I look forward to seeing you every time I go to an event. I'm always looking out for where's Shelly. <laughs> um, and like I said, I usually found you because a crowd of people are around you wanting to talk to you. And I, I love seeing that. So well, that's very sweet. And thank you. I am extremely honored to be asked and I'm kind of relieved. This is my very first podcast. So I'm kind of, I'm going to add that to my resume now. Like I told you earlier, I think I have a future career in being TikTok famous. So this is my gateway to that. There you so. go. Y'all be looking out for <laughs> Shelly DeVore on TikTok. Right. Everybody wants to see a nearly 50 year old woman on TikTok, right? Of course. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Thanks again. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Heath. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for hanging out with me and Shelly today on the podcast. I really hope the content she and I brought you made you a better insurance professional. And I truly, truly mean that. So if you have any ideas for your own uh, show, go to GetReadySetPodcast.com and check that out. If you've got some guest ideas for my show, which is where my last several guests have come from, you guys reaching out to me and letting me know. I want to continue to honor you on that. So if you've got some ideas, if you've got some topic ideas, again, I did some mayor solos based on your emails. So continue to do that. I love the mailbag. Um, so reach out to me on that. And uh, thanks again so much. And I look forward to hanging out with you on the next one.